Don't call it a comb back. I'll have hair for years. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, whatever, my glasses. I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. You eat a chicken sandwich? This is the press box. The best is their chicken minis, which are these little small rolls that they have butter all over them and like a chicken nugget inside of it. And they're delicious. I got to get out more, man. I have a slice of wheat toast. With Grainy and Bischoff. I got to get out more. On ESPN Las Vegas. Hey, here we go. Back together. Ed, Tyler, Jared. How's everyone doing? Welcome back. Yeah, Nashville. Can't go on these road trips anymore. What are Nashville, you doing? Uh, as I told you, been there a few times, and the one thing you don't want to do is show up in Nashville with an NFL game and then go down to Broadway, that main drag, and say, why are there a million people here in Nashville? And someone says, there's a music festival. Like in Nashville, <laughs> that's the last thing you want to hear is there's a music festival. Anything else? The NFL fine. game was secondary. Oh, too. it's not even close. I don't even know if they knew there was an NFL game. <laughs> It's about the Titans. Yeah, and the Titans, yeah, exactly, who were 0-2 well until the Raiders rolled into town. Ah, They're going to do that to a lot of teams, aren't they? They're going to be the get-back game. That's right. (laughs) Are they going to be the circle game on the schedule? That's right. Hey, there's a win for us. Yeah. I don't know about the Broncos, though. They keep winning ugly. Uh, 7-3. You know, it was 11-10. That was only one time in the history of football, right? Yeah, close. Close to a score. um, I think... What was it? Eight seven was a possible scoregami. At one point, it was seven to five in that 49ers Broncos game. And if it had oh. just, if it had just ended with a Denver field, field goal. goal to win eight seven, that, that would have been scoregami, I believe. Beautiful. So we were close, but eleven ten apparently has been done before. Have we picked the Raiders every week to win? No, not against the Chargers. Uh, yeah, yeah, we both picked the Chargers, but the last two weeks picked the Raiders. Both go weeks. Raiders, yeah. and it's not working out. The first bite. Should Devontae Adams be frustrated? Should be frustrated and angry. Oh, They're 0-3. If this guy's not frustrated and angry, there's something wrong. He said after the game when we were talking to him, frustrated and angry. But he did say it's okay to be frustrated if you handle it in the right way. Should he be frustrated with himself? I think he should be frustrated with himself. I think he should be frustrated with Derek Carr. I think he should be frustrated with everything. Should he be frustrated with himself because he chose to come here? Oh, three games in. I'm not so sure about that. All right. I'm not so sure that he should be frustrated already three games in. He wanted to come here very, really badly, I think. And when you go back and look at all the quotes and him and Carr for years working out, I do think he wanted to come here really bad. Do you think he looks back at the end of the season and is frustrated and regrets his choice to become a Raider? So far? No, at the end of the year. When this season is oh. over, will he look back and say... I think there's a better chance of that than him being frustrated that he came right now. <laughs> right? I mean, if they go 6-11 and 11 right. or something like that, and he has a lot more games like he's had the last two weeks, right. then I think he rethinks it. Because he Devontae Adams, yes, he got traded, but Devontae Adams effectively chose the Raiders. Yes. Right? The, the Packers reportedly offered him a similar contract. It actually might have been more money. Uh, in Green Bay, but he did not want to stay for whatever reasons in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, front office, whatever it was. He didn't want to stay in Green Bay, but he got offered about the same contract that he got here. It might have actually paid him more. He would have continued to play with Aaron Rodgers, and he would have been on a team that 
is an actual contender. Instead, he chose to come to Vegas, got paid to play with Derek Got the deal done. Right. And to play with Derek Carr. He chose to play for a team and a quarterback that have been to the playoffs twice in the last eight seasons and have not won a playoff game. Mm -hmm. He chose to come to an organization that has not had really any success in what? Two decades? Two plus decades. 20, 20, 21 years. So I think the chance that Devontae Adams looks back, and and here's the thing, it depends on what's important to him, right? Because his grandmother got to watch him play football for the first time because he's closer to home. So warmer climate, better climate, closer to family, whatever. If all that's the important thing for Devontae Adams, He's not going to regret this, but he cares about winning. And if he cares about his own personal stats, stats. his own personal performance, he's going to regret coming here. I don't think there's any way we're going to get around that. This team is 0-3 now, and barring an incredible turnaround, they're missing the playoffs this year. Meanwhile, Green Bay is probably going to win that division, and Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better season than Derek Carr because Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr, and Devontae Adams will look back and say, wow, I could have had a better season individually and a better season as a team if I had yeah. stayed in Green Bay. So it just depends on what's important to him. If he if if playing with Derek Carr in front of his grandmother is what's important, then he's good. There's nothing he shouldn't be frustrated and angry because he's gotten to do that. If winning and individual performance is what's important to him, he's going to be frustrated and and he made the wrong decision. I'm more surprised at 17 catches over 34 targets. It's uh, it's That's a pretty incredible a stat. Pretty big number in terms of the discrepancy of targets to catch. He is still one of the most targeted players in the, in the NFL. League, yes, but he's only caught half of his targets. Yeah. And the the interesting stat to me is that when he was in Green Bay, he caught sixty six percent of the targets thrown to him. This year, three games in, he's only caught fifty percent. And particularly the last two years in Green Bay, he caught seventy five percent of the targets. The last two seasons in Green Bay. So when Rodgers threw to Carr three fourths of the time, Adams. it was a complete. Or when Rodgers threw to Adams three fourths of the time, it was a completion. So far, it's worth fifty percent. Half, half the time, they even yeah. complete the pass. And here, if you're Devontae Adams, here's what you're probably frustrated with: he doesn't have a drop this season, and he did have the one ball on the sideline that he probably could have gotten his feet down his feet, last yeah, week. Exactly. But that means one of those thirty-four targets, you could really point to Devontae Adams and say, "Oh, it's his fault." Mm-hmm that he didn't make the catch. So that means 33 times he's been thrown the ball and 17 times he's caught it 16 times. It's been the quarterback's fault that he has not been able to catch the pass thrown his way. That's got to be has some of it been defensive plays. I'm trying to think back in terms of, you know, just covered him well and, and broke up the pass and the pass was fine. And, and they broke up the pass. Well, so there's gotta be, there's the pass, gotta be some in there. Fine. I mean, of course, well, you can make a really good defensive play. I yeah. mean, I, I'm trying to think back. I can't remember every target he's had. Yeah, but it, ultimately, the majority of the time that he doesn't catch the ball, it's not because Adams didn't, you know, catch the ball, right? It's because either he didn't get a good enough route or whatever, or Derek Carr didn't make a good throw. I mean, Derek Carr's made a few bad throws to Devonta Adams this year, and so that's the part that's interesting from the Adams side. Now, from the team side. End of this season, will they have regretted trading for Devontae Adams? I mean, I, I think it's impossible to tell until you tell me what their record is and how they do, right? I mean, six and 11. Then there's a chance they could regret it. And that's maybe why 
I don't know if it's specifically why, but maybe why they structured these contracts the way they did. They can technically get out of it after this season. Um, there's not the guaranteed money for years two and three doesn't kick in until at some point after this season. Um, Let me ask you this six and 11 and they can both get out of it. And they can only choose one. Which one are they getting out of? If this team goes six and 11 and they I decide think they're getting out of the quarterbacks and they decide they're moving on from Adams or Carr, it has to be Derek Carr. Right. There's there, unless Devontae Adams just falls off a cliff. It has to be Derek Carr. If you're going to move, if you're going to decide to move on from a high paid player, it's amazing. Derek Carr is still the quarterback of this team. He's been the quarterback of this organization for now nine seasons. They have not won a playoff game in those nine seasons. They have been bad. And even though you can point to, ah, well, the defense isn't very good and whatever the weapons haven't always been there. That's fine. Quarterbacks don't usually get a damn decade to win a playoff game. Normally organizations decide, all right, we're going to start over at some point, but this one has it. Multiple coaches have walked in here and said, I'm going to make it worth work with Derek Carr. And none of them do. None of them have. Right. So if at the end, if, if they decide to move on, cause they can do the same thing with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Oh, uh, all those contracts. Chandler see. Jones is yes. at least two years right. and Mac and Colton Miller's like got three years, but Crosby too. They can move on from a lot of these contracts that they signed. If they get to this, the end of this year and they decide they're going to move on from one or multiple of these and it's, and they choose to bring Derek Carr back after like a six and 11 season. What are you doing? Like we've seen eight years that it's it, it. Everything has to go exactly right for it to work with Derek Carr. He's a fine quarterback, but he's not going to elevate a bad team. And at the moment they look like they have a bad team and he's not going to be the one that's the difference maker in going from bad to good or average to good. And so if they, if they choose to bring back Derek Carr again next season after a six and 11 year, that's just yeah. to me going to be ridiculous. I mean, of all those you mentioned, they're probably looking back and said, why didn't we do a one out with uh, Chandler Jones? <laughs> the one they needed a one. The one they, they needed, needed a three week out, they with, needed Chandler one out Jones. with Chandler Jones. <laughs> uh, we talked about this yesterday, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Paul Gutierrez reported that Josh McDaniels met with Mark Davis before speaking to the media after the game. Do you believe he's on the hot seat at all after no, three weeks? I don't believe that at all. Do you? How, I believe Mark Davis isn't very happy. And how, nor should he be bad would year one have to be for, for McDaniels uh, to be gone? Like is, would six and 11 be enough? Or do you think it has to be like two and 15? I think it has to be two and 15. So if they go six and 11, I you, think you think he's bad. I mean, he won't be happy. Obviously right. I don't think he's happy right now. Right. But I don't think he, I don't think he'd move on after one year. I really don't. Is there any way it happens in season? If they were no. to start Oh, and eight, Oh, and nine, something ridiculous like that. No. Okay. I don't think they will. I think they're going to, no, I think they're going to, I'm probably going to pick them to win this weekend against Denver, <laughs> but I think they're probably going to get to whatever, six or seven wins at the end of the day. And it's going to be a failed season in that regard. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be so bad. You've come to six and seven now. Yeah. Six or seven. Yeah. Six or seven. wins. I, I haven't mean, talked to you in a few days. So I, I mean, I got to get your number. Initially it was. Well, initially nine. we both had nine, nine, I had and, eight. nine and eight. Yeah. And you start owing three and you lost two games that I, Thought they were probably going to win the last two weeks. So, yeah, probably seven wins right now. Maybe six. Are they going to win a close game? They've got to win a close game. They have to, eventually. I think so. I think this weekend. Because <laughs> Denver's defense is really good. I'm, I'm looking at 9-7 this weekend. That's the final score of the game? <laughs> I'm putting it out right now on a, on a Tuesday. I'll change, as I usually do. What do you think 
Mark Davis told Josh McDaniels in that meeting. I don't. I think he meeting. thought. I think he said he wasn't very happy. I think he probably had more questions than statements. Like I think he had more questions. Like you know, what's going on with Devonte? Why you aren't know? you Becky Hammond? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Asia Wilson at wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, Jared. Jared likes that idea. <laughs> not, I mean, it's not our worst. It's not the worst decision. <laughs> no, no, they got Mac Hollins. They're good. Chelsea Gray at point guard. I think at quarterback. I think he had more questions. I do. Okay. Three games in, he hadn't. Well, he wasn't at the second game. Uh, this is the second time he's seen him live, and he probably had a lot of questions for him, like, what's going on? Explain this to me. Why are we 0-3? And then I think McDaniels probably had a lot of answers for him, and they left the meeting, and then McDaniels came in to talk to the media, and uh, that was that. Mark Davis like, so I wasn't here last weekend. You're telling me you blew a 20-point lead last weekend? <laughs> I didn't Maybe he was talking it. about that game and wasn't even worried about the <laughs> Titans game. All right, coming up next... We'll jump into some UNLV football because they're three and one and have a real good shot at four and one. There's a snap and it's a fake. It's a pass and the pass is complete and Utah State gets a first down just shy of Rebel territory. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. You're three and one UNLV Rebels. They play New Mexico on Friday. You come over the light side of mine. What is the light side? They're going to a bowl. Yes. Oh, the dark side. Not the dark side. They have to They're they're going to a bowl. Listen, it's probably unfair, given that it's UNLV football, to put this expectations on him, but it would be a failure if they don't go to a bowl game at this point. They are going to end up others receiving votes. Oh. Oh, there's there's no question. Four and one. I. You know what the weird part is about you saying that? I actually looked yesterday at others receiving votes. I was joking, but okay. I don't No, they go four and one, they'll someone will start voting them. I don't think they will. I'm telling Just you. Just because it's a different season over they, there. They won't have beaten like a good team. I know some of the people who vote on those things. I don't know if they do that much research. <laughs> They just see. They form. pull up this. They pull up undefeated. Okay, they all get votes. Yeah, they see four uh, and one, one lost teams. Yeah, all right, they all get lost. votes. Yeah, but the problem is, is we're still like five and six weeks into the season. There's there's a lot of teams that only have one loss or less right now. It's not like like if they're eight and one, they're gonna be get they're gonna be in the top twenty five. But at four, there's gonna be a lot of teams that are four and one. They're also not gonna be eight and one. But what? yeah, like because here's the key. Here's the thing for UNLV football. They're three and one, which means they need three more wins to, to be bowl eligible. eligible. All right, Notre Dame. They that's play. A check mark. They play New Mexico this week, and they end the season with Hawaii and Nevada. That means UNLV doesn't have to beat a good team to go to a bowl. They they get three more just god awful programs to go to a bowl game, right? And as long as they just they can lose all the games to good teams on their schedule or just average teams, as long as they beat the three god awful teams left on their schedule. They're going to. A bowl I don't game. think they're going to lose all those teams. I don't think they. I, I think they probably win at least one of them in that stretch yeah. from San Jose State, Fresno State, Air Force, Notre San Dame, State. and San Diego State. They probably win one, maybe two of those. But he forget about those five, right? They just have to beat three god awful teams, and they're in a bowl game. Normally, we're talking about UNLV as one of those awful teams, and it's like, oh, Not it's this a, year, baby, it's a toss up game with New Mexico. But this Not year, this year, they're actually competent. Right, all they have to be is just a competent football team, and they'll beat New Mexico, they'll beat Hawaii, and they'll beat Nevada, and that's all they have to do, right? And everything else is just tech. I mean, there's no real difference between six wins and eight. I mean, you go to a better bowl game, but like six wins to eight wins, it's not like anything 
really changes, but all that's just extra. If they if they beat the god awful teams and they upset San Jose State or Fresno State or San Diego State, might not even be an upset at that point, but right. that's just sort of extra because beat the god awful teams and you're in a bowl game. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Does that exist now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the new that was the new that's Mountain the new West Bowl. Is that at um is that at SoFi? Yeah. After the Mountain wow. West lost the Las Vegas Bowl, they got this Jimmy That's Kimmel right. LA they got Bowl. the LA Bowl. That's yeah. right. They when are we going to get a bowl? Who do they play? Uh, they play Pac-12. Oh, ah, so they'll get right. like the worst Pac-12 team. <laughs> get like uh, <laughs> That's right. It was a big down. Yeah, it was a downgrade for the Mountain Washington West. Washington State or somebody? Yeah. For bowl eligible? Famous Idaho re- Potato Bowl. I mean, it might be you a year. can't rematch Cal. Why not? They oh, want no, that rematch. Beat them no. again. Come on. Get the rematch and knock them off. Um, so yeah, these aren't great. Like the Pac-12 might be the best because it's oh, the MAC Conference oh, the USA, MAC yeah. Conference USA, and then like they have a backup in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl against the Big Ten. Yeah, hey. oh, it's the Mountain West bowl games are are but not UNLV in a bowl is great for them. Yeah, oh, terrific for them, regardless of what bowl it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Do you know what suck if they end up six and six and somehow there's too many bowl eligible teams and they don't get in? I think they'd get. I think you can sell them. It's been a long time. I think you could sell. Hey, there's no fan base. Well, maybe they. I mean, maybe they sell the tickets. You're, you don't know. It. So, so how many fans show up Friday night? They're three and one. They play. Well, they Mexico announced on nineteen night. against North Texas. Yep. Um, Probably wasn't announce, nineteen. No, but no, but that's just announced. Everyone, everyone does that. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people do that. Um, ah, that's a tough one because it's eight, 8 o'clock on Friday night. This yeah, is a brutal tough one. scheduling. Huh? Brutal, it's a brutal time. Absolutely no, yeah, terrible. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not good. I don't think they're um, getting I I mean they'll they'll announce more than twenty thousand, but there's not gonna be twenty five thousand no. people in that building. Twenty five? Not yeah. on a Friday night. They won't be able to announce twenty five. No. It'll I think it'll be less than twenty thousand total people in the building and they'll announce, they'll like announce twenty plus. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Which to be honest no, but, is disappointing. Yeah, it's just and I know it's a cliche and I know all of that and I, look, I don't know how many people fall into this category of Friday night and high school football and all that and kids. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to say the percentage of 19,000 the last game would be taken away because what happens on Friday nights, but it's a bad time. I mean, it it's an 8 o'clock on a Friday yeah. night. That's just a bad time. So to go to your bowl point, by the way, the chance that they would get picked over for a bowl game, even if they were 6-6, six and six, that's why. UNLV's off to a three and one start, the best they've been since 2008, and we're talking about they can't even draw 25,000 for a home game. That's why they wouldn't. Yeah. That's why they'd get picked over if there were too many six and six teams and they were picking over bowl teams. That, that's exactly why. Now, UNLV's probably actually going to be towards the top of the Mountain West pecking order in terms of bowl. Well, we'll yes. see. We'll see if they get exactly to six and six, they won't be. But if they end up with eight wins, they're going to a bowl game. They're, they're, you're not going to get I think passed going over with six, but I definitely think like yeah. if you're seven and five, so you're getting into a bowl game. Marcus Arroyo did. He, Marcus Arroyo gave a little bit of a plea for fans. He said the players feed off the energy of the fans, so we need everybody yeah, out there Friday night. They should. I'm curious to see what it is because it, this is for UNLV football. This is the uh, eighth season that I've been here. It is by far the best defensive team that they've had since I've been here. And it is by far the best quarterback that they have had Mm -hmm. since I've been here. Right. Thank God he didn't transfer. (laughs) Those two things alone, a make this team likely go into a bowl game and B potentially winning eight or nine games. But those two things alone make the team good and make them sort of worth showing up for because they're listen, 
New Mexico's not good. They're almost certainly going to be four and one after this. Almost certainly going to be four and one after this. So that's reason to show up. I just don't have much faith that UNLV is going to have a ton of fans at this game. I mean, you're right about the time. It's it's a brutal time. It's also on TV, by the way. CBS Sports Network. CBS Sports Network. And if you're sitting around and it's a Friday night and you know you can watch it on TV and it's 8 o'clock, uh, there'll be people in that realm, You can too. fall asleep on the couch while you're watching. Well, there'll be that realm, too, right? I mean, there'll be people who... <laughs> so who, are you saying UNLV know. needs to get the game off of TV? No, no, they don't. <laughs> they need to be on TV as much as possible. Uh does UNLV get to? Wow, well, it's on Friday. It's I was on Friday. Say, does UNLV o'clock. get to be the new like Hawaii for a minute? You play oh, the late eight, night. The you, late night games. You play at eight o'clock, which is eleven o'clock on the East Coast. I mean, it could be really good for everyone staying up late chasing. <laughs> we need to get Danny's opinion on hey, it's the late game. UNLV is still a perfect four and zero against the spread. That is one of those things that used to really annoy me, but now that they're winning, I'm okay. Yeah, they're they're four and zero against the spread. They're three and one straight up. Normally, they'd be like, ah, they're five and two against the spread, but they're only one and six on the season. That's exactly, and also, it's worse with UNLV basketball because I remember going to games as a student and them getting like getting like whipped on the floor and hearing a guy go, Hey, they covered the second half. And I was like, I will murder you. <laughs> By the way, did you see Boise state's quarterback into the He's transfer gone. portal? Yeah. So they hey, lose Brock Meyer. They lose to that's a good name. UTEP. They fire their offensive coordinator the next day. And then their quarterback goes in the transfer portal the following. And day. I think they elevated a guy who used to be the coach of Boise state, Dirk yeah. Cutter. Like, is UNLV now better at football than Boise State? Now, right now? I mean, right now they are, Ooh, right? That right now they lost to UTEP in terms of Boise State. <laughs> yeah, I think UNLV would give them a game if not beat them. So, like, at the end of the year, is UNLV ahead of Boise State in the Mountain West standings? Well, Boise, I'm trying to think on the other side of the uh, the coin there on that, on who's on the other side there. I don't know their schedule. They'll play They'll play if they haven't already. They get already. to play that Utah to, State team. All right, and they get to play Colorado State, who's just horrible. <laughs> they do have to play Air Force and Wyoming, who might be the two Better. best teams in the You're conference. Right. So they do have at least those two tough games on the schedule. I, It's not that crazy to think UNLV's ahead of Boise no. State this year. They might end up finishing there. All right, coming up next, David Roth joins the show. I wonder if SantaCon is the one thing that won't eventually get that reappraisal. Because I remember people used to stun on Guy Fieri like this. And at this point, he's like, everybody agrees that Guy Fieri is like the most important American. Mm -hmm. Like that if he ran for president on either party with any platform, he would certainly win 60% of the vote. Yes. We're back to the press box with Graney and Bischoff. So we don't have David Roth. The first. I know. He's never stood us up like that. Um... I'm so, a little worried. Any of you guys have a dishwasher in the middle of your house? We can well, talk about that. His gas, like his gas is off or it could be yeah. off. I don't know. Like I this... mean, we don't want to rip him because with his appliances at that house, who in the world knows what could be happening? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he could have froze to death. <laughs> it's possible. So we'll see. Use a hot plate for warmth. Um, John on Twitter let me know that in the time David Ross' washing machine has been broken, He bought and installed a new refrigerator, oven, and microwave, um, and washer and dryer, and remodeled the kitchen. So John is flipping a house, (laughs) and that's what what John's doing. He's flipping. (laughs) 
and he's going to sell the house here for a big profit soon. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. I don't think we're getting David Roth today, um, which means I'm going to ask you about something unrelated to sports. All right. Did you see what NASA did yesterday? About the asteroid? Yes. Yes. Did you watch it? I watched the simulation of it, yes. No, no, that was real. I watched... What do you mean, the simulation? I watched the video of it. Right. Of it crashing into the yes. asteroid, yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. One of, like, the funniest slash greatest things I've yeah. ever watched in my life. We just shot something into space seven million miles away yeah. from us to hit an asteroid. It's so great. And we don't even know if it's going to work. Because the whole... The whole point of what they did yesterday well, was to uh, alter its course. Right. So the whole point was, hey, if an asteroid is ever coming towards Earth right, and we identify it, which I think they feel pretty comfortable they will be able to identify if an asteroid is going to hit us. And we say, oh, that asteroid is going to hit Earth. And if an asteroid were to hit Earth, it potentially wipes out the entire population, Right. Well, normally it wipes out whatever the dominant species on the planet is. <laughs> Cockroaches will live on. Yes. Um, but it'll probably wipe us all out. What can we do to stop that? So they decided, all right, well, let's shoot a satellite 7 million miles away from us and hit this asteroid and see if we can knock it off its orbit. Because that asteroid is orbiting a moon or something like that. See if we can alter its orbit. So there's a chance that we just threw a satellite into an asteroid yesterday, and it did nothing. Like, there's a chance that this is yeah. like, ah, it did not alter I mean, its course at all. There's also a chance that we altered its course, and now it's coming at us. Well, but at least then we know we can throw another one at it and send it somewhere else. But what, did, what were the years they gave, because none of us will be around, when the asteroids hit every... How many thousand years did they say? It said I don't it, know. I, didn't. I did not read report. this story. I am just following Oh, along. you should have watched it. It yeah, was live news. on yeah. YouTube. It was great. It's phenomenal. And like, oh. It was, it's, I had Lester Holt explaining it to me. Uh, so great. I, I watched the NASA live YouTube feed, which was phenomenal. It's, it's one of like the funniest slash greatest things that I think I've ever seen. Because that's, listen, that's incredible. That that far away, they'd just be like, yeah, if we shoot a satellite in this direction, it'll eventually hit, hit this it. asteroid. And the funny part was they were, right before the impact, they were like, we're going to miss our mark by 17 meters. Yeah. Well, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> Did you see the uh, NASA folks standing up and high-fiving? Oh, of course. It's like their team wanted to just score a touchdown. That's right. Better but than yeah. a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Oh. They hit that damn yeah. asteroid. Impressive. That's great. I Jared, just Did you play asteroids? The old, where you hit, you yeah, know, the, the, yeah, yeah, the, like the tilt video game. That's no way that's you it. that's no. I mean, I played it, but right. that's because it was. I'm pretty sure free with Microsoft yes. in the yes, 90s. Exactly. You ever play Asteroid? No, I don't know what we're talking about here. It, the video game. It it's video is doing a lot of work there. <laughs> you're shooting. It's, you're shooting like you you are satellite. a triangle. Yeah. And oh, you, you just stay on the bottom and shoot see, stuff yeah, coming at exactly. you. Exactly. The asteroids yeah, yeah, yeah. are falling down. Yeah. Towards you, and you're Kinda just shooting. What we did. Yeah. yeah. Except we didn't blow the asteroid. <laughs> exactly. To we didn't blow forty of them and get high score. Right. The poor satellite just got <laughs> blown up. Yes. It's on a suicide mission. <laughs> just go out there and take out this. It's asteroid. Like I don't want to be seventeen meters away. I want to be about seventeen thousand miles away. That's right. Miss it completely. So that was very good. I. Uh, by the way, my question yesterday. 
Doesn't Space Force still exist? Yeah. Why why was this not them? Because that's so there this is planetary defense where they are our military wing in space. So if we ever have to fight on the moon, isn't space this force, what we would be fighting? No, this is like a natural this is this is us protecting the whole world, but let's say that <laughs> I don't know, a random crazy person <laughs> invades the moon. <laughs> and we have to be like, we got to send some troops up to the moon. If somebody invades the moon, don't we just let them? I mean, oh, that's kind of our, that's, is that's, that just, our turf? I mean, our flag's on it. Yeah, that's true. Regardless of their intentions, if somebody's able to invade the moon, don't we kind of just say, all right, what are they going to do up there? Well, I mean, if they do it, I, if they throw it off any of its like orbit, it yeah, totally mess with the tides. But they'd be dead too. No, they'd be on the moon. <laughs> They're gonna die a lot faster there than we would here. <laughs> I just feel like I'd like to see us go after some lunatic who's on the moon. Yes, just to see. <laughs> Is it. that Elon Musk? Who's just, the yes, lunatic I, that's I gonna would, be on the moon? I would just like to watch it. I'd like to well, watch the fight. If you remember, though, I think Elon wants to be on Mars. That's true. yes. So we so Space Force is to fight Elon when he eventually gets yes. to Mars. I get the feeling that Space Force will somehow be subsidized by <laughs> Elon and we will be the ones getting shot at by Space Force. <laughs> so Space He'll turn it around. So Space Force exists to fight something that's not real while Dart was the team that did the whole asteroid satellite thing is there to save all of humanity without getting too political the chinese plan on uh the chinese pl have like a space program and are planning on landing on the moon and once that happens suddenly space force existed we're going to declare war on china, china on the moon no no we're just prepping <laughs> did you like the dart and how it looked what the satellite yeah i thought it was pretty cool I didn't pay much attention to it because I'm like, they just built this to blow up that asteroid or not even blow up the looked asteroid. It looked like Harry Potter's wand. <laughs> it looked like a wand going straight into the asteroid. I mean, the asteroid was so enormous. It was so huge. And then this, this like kind of dart, this kind of wand, like crashed into it. I hope it worked. They certainly seemed like they hit it. <laughs> well, they, they hit it. They I hit hope it, it actually. But I cer they certainly seemed like course. they hit it where they wanted to and knocked it off course because they were excited. In, people were jacked up. In 2035, there will be an international moon base but with China and Russia. But, like, if another country goes to the moon, are we mad at that? It's our moon. It's. I mean, it's not, though. We landed on it. We put our flag in it. That's how imperialism works. None of the first people to get there get kicked out. That's how imperialism works. <laughs> Have you met a moon man? <laughs> but, like, in all seriousness, if China were to go to the moon... We're not mad at them, are we? I guess if they go up and like tear down the American flag, people would be upset. But even then, you see that on YouTube. What? Wouldn't that be the moon landing or something? something? <laughs> no, to see China land on it and some guy, some guy like bounce out, like kind of skip across and take that flag and just take it out and then are, put the Chinese flag. Are down? telescopes good enough that I can buy one to watch the moon wars from my driveway? I think if there are you moon wars, you're little, getting drafted. Yeah. <laughs> the moon's not that big. We don't need that many people on the moon. Okay, I'm going to Google how big the moon is, because I think the moon is massive. No, no, it's not that big. You, they can't even support more than, like, seven people at a time. What are they going to do? 
Well, there's no oxygen. Right. I didn't know this was not the the way I thought this morning was going to (laughs) go. Yes, it is. Come on. Sure. I'm getting drafted. David doesn't call, and then we talk about this. I faint Absolutely. when I eat too much food. You think I'm going yeah, to war in just, space? There's, no, there's no way. Nah, they're going to put you in analytics there's or no something. Way. like. <laughs> uh, you can figure out how fast and how, how far it is to go in terms of uh, hitting asteroids and beating the Chinese. The moon's diameter is 2,159 miles. Yeah. Where that, am I, where am I going to be? The whole com- the whole surface of the moon's not going to be engaged in warfare. Be funny. I would was. say about half. Nah, yeah. there's only it's gonna be like seven people up there sword fighting. <laughs> I don't think guns work in space. <laughs> no, do they? no, you need oxygen in yeah. order for projectiles. They're to gonna be up there sword fighting. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be up there sword fighting for the moon. That's the end of end of the days. Which, by the way, the people at NASA are way too smart for their own good. How the hell do they calculate how to do this? Like, how's I? I Analytics. Can't even, I can't even. How? How do you even figure this out? It's ridiculous. Oh, I mean, physics? No, it's yeah, ridiculous. No. It's absurd to figure this out. To sit here and be like, we're going to shoot something 7 million miles and away. Well, we're going to hit it. Space is as close to a vacuum as we have. Derek so- Carr can't even hit Devontae Adams seven <laughs> yards down the field. Oh, I mean, that's... <laughs> That is the the ultimate, uh, what, the the human paradox of the brain where you can have a physics problem in front of you that you do not understand and and you can then crumble it up and with two visual mediums throw it in a trash can and basically in a parabolic arc perfectly so your brain understands the physics, but you don't. If you are a football coach today and your quarterback throws an incompletion in practice, are you yelling? You at are him? guaranteed to be yelling. NASA can hit an asteroid seven million. million miles away, but you can't hit Tony six yards down the. F- you have to be yelling that. <laughs> it's an out route. Right, you have to be. That is such a great coaching line. Like uh, UNLV's old volleyball coach Cindy Frederick, she used to say that you can land a helicopter on one half of a volleyball court when somebody would miss a serve. Like if somebody would serve right, it out of bounds, right. you'd be like, you can land a helicopter over there. How the hell did right. you miss? How'd, how'd so you miss if you're that? a football coach today, your quarterback misses a receiver, you are absolutely using that line. The NASA can an asteroid 7 million miles away. You have to be. Such a great line. Brumfield? Oh, how did you miss him? He doesn't miss. He's too good. Now, Harrison <laughs> Bailey, he's hearing that a lot today. That's all he's hearing. All right. We got tickets to give away. If you want to go out to 702 Brewfest. We got tickets. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 70-Brew Oktoberfest, a four-day festival starting September 29th, running through October 2nd at the Orleans. We will give tickets away right now. Caller number six at 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to 70-Brew Oktoberfest. Fade, left, caught in one hand. Touchdown, Cowboys. Dallas now leads by a score of 20-13. to 13. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Do you know who is undefeated as a starting quarterback in the NFL this year? I mean, I know Cooper Rush is. Cooper Rush! Unbeatable if he's the starter. Cowboys are 2-1 and one after they beat the Giants last night, 23-16. Remember Jerry Jones last week saying yeah. he wants a quarterback controversy? He says if Cooper's great enough, we'll have a controversy, so that oh. makes it good. Uh-oh. 
problem is Cooper Rush hasn't actually been that great. I don't know. One point last night, he, he completed. Has been that great? Yeah, one la- point last night, he completed 11 of 12. It's not bad. Was what? One of those beyond 10 yards down the field? What, what's your point? <laughs> what you getting at there? <laughs> that, out uh, there? You can beat the Giants doing that. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to uh, catch the Eagles doing that uh, with Cooper Rush. Not no, going it appears the, the Eagles field. have taken a step forward. By the way, how, how good do you think they are? Last week, I declared them the champions of the NFC. And I have seen nothing I to disprove me. I don't think I've me. seen anything to say they won't be. There we go. Champions of the NFC. The Eagles. Get Greg Salerno in here. He's over in the studio across as an Eagles fan. It's going to be tough. Though. Well, it won't be tough, but they'll have to do it, obviously, as a wild card as the Cowboys win the East. They're only a game behind the Eagles. Jalen Hurts <laughs> could fall East. flat on his face. Jalen Hurts could all of a sudden be bad. That's not out of the realm of possibility. You're only so could game. Cooper Rush. Well... <laughs> Well, what do you get? Okay. The Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott had stitches removed on Monday. And apparently, his return now is simply dependent upon his ability to grip a football. So, hand injury. And now it comes down to can he hold on to a football? And once he can hold on to a football, he's back. So, he's back soon, right? He's probably what Jarris said, right? It was six to eight. Now Jarris said it could be four, <laughs> right? So he would be back in week five. Yeah, would miss this week potentially, and be back in week five. I mean, Cooper, Cooper wins this week. Now you're saying, uh-oh. hey, Dak, let's, what, let's take our time here. What if Cooper Rush wins sixteen to ten this week? If he's three and zero, oh, and Dak is, but he's like not one hundred percent. Well, the, the team's three and zero with him starting, and Dak is. 90% and doesn't have the zip on the old football with the hand, I think you say, hey, Dak, let's take an extra week. Cooper hasn't lost yet. So, all right, Cowboys have a really good chance to win this week. They're playing the Commanders, okay. right? Yeah. So, Cooper Rush is going to be 3-0 and as the quarterback. Then they go to the Rams the following week. Then they go to Philly after Ooh. that. So he'll be back before Philly. Okay, there's a there's, there's a legitimate possibility that Cooper Rush plays this weekend. They beat the Commanders. They're three and zero with Cooper Rush. Then Dak is able to grip a football. He comes back. They go to L.A. and lose to the Rams. Then they go to Philly then they and go to Philly and lose to the Eagles. And right. they will be three and three, three and zero with Cooper Rush as the starting quarterback. Zero and three with Dak. As the then you have a controversy, but. The teams that Cooper Rush will have beaten will have been uh, the Bengals, the Giants, the Giants the and the Commanders, while Dak will have played the Bucks, the Rams, and the Eagles. <laughs> Dak's probably pissed. I don't know. He saw him, saw him on the sideline last night. He's probably thinking, Cooper, he stopped pro- completing passes. He No, he probably needs to be like, oh, I can't grip a football for like two more weeks. Right. Coop. Yeah, Coop. Good luck against the Rams in Philly. I'll right. take it after that. Because then after that, they host the Lions and they oh. host the Bears. Dak's coming back for those. Right. So if you're Dak, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. My hand's not feeling great. And then you come back and beat the Lions and the and the cow and the, and Bears. the Bears. And then you're okay. Right. And that, that's what you got to do. I think that's the easiest way to do this. No doubt about it. That should be the answer here. Oh, by the way, Jared, I forgot to update you on this yesterday. So, Ed, you were gone Friday. Um, Scott was our Friday football frenzy. Did he win? It was 300 right? $300 were on the line. So I gave him Colts and Chiefs as like the easy game. He picked the Colts. He won that one. He also picked the Packers 
over the Bucks. He picked the Raiders. He won didn't that he? one. He picked the Raiders. No, I didn't give him the Raiders. I gave him Seahawks Falcons, he and he took Seahawks. the Seahawks. Oh, so, so four hundred now. He nailed the upset. Oh. He like I again. We're trying to give you one easy game, and I gave him an easy game, and he went against the easy win, and he ended up being right. Jared was laughing at him, and he nailed it. And but then he blew the Seahawks and Falcons game. So we got four hundred on Friday. Yeah, four hundred dollars on Friday. Will but, this ever go? It has to. We're not, I mean, even doing, I, we're not even doing spreads. Do I need to do the three largest margins of or margins in the spread? No, because apparently we don't like. <laughs> I those knocked, are upsets. Whenever we uh, give them out, I got knocked out of Survivor. Did you have the Chiefs? I'm done. No, I had the Chargers. Oh, really? And after I he felt, broke his ribs, I felt better after they said he'd start. But I was in that mode of right before the Raiders came, I was going to switch it. But I would have switched it to the Chiefs. So I'd have lost it. Any, <laughs> I would have lost anyway. But every time you switch, you usually regret it. So I'm like, no, I'll just stay with it. This is my first pick. I'll just stay with them. And then once the Chiefs lost, I'm like, good job, good job, you know. And then I looked, I went down and got my quotes. And by the time I got up, Jacksonville's winning like thirty to nothing. I'm like, ah, that's not good. With only seven people left too. Brutal.